Hi everyone, Maayang Adlao. Welcome back to Philippine X in Wellness. In our last episode, we spoke with Dr. Christine Katipon about spiritual healing and wellness. We hope that you enjoyed it. Our opening and closing track for season two is Help Me by Richie. For this month's episode, in alignment with Undas or All Souls Day, Philippine X in Wellness presents Transitions, Death and Rebirth with Trisha Perez. I'm Cheryl Sampson Ramirez. My preferred pronouns are she, her, sha. I'm ethnically Bisayan and Chinese, currently streaming from the traditional territories and still live, living Chumash, Tongva, and Kich people, colonially known as Los Angeles. Philippine X in Wellness's vision is to support the wellness of the Philippine X community through resource sharing, podcast streams, and partnerships with professionals and organizations in order to live healthier, happier, and more fulfilling lives. If you're not following us already, please feel free to follow us at Philippine X in Wellness with a P ending with an X in Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter via the handle at PhilippineX, the letter N, the word well, followed by the letters N and S. We honor this safe space by asking everyone to speak and listen respectfully from your heart throughout our time together. This pre-recorded session can be accessed through our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel and on Apple Podcasts. As always, we'll be sure to answer any questions that you have sent us via our Instagram stories within our episodes. Please keep in mind that anything that is discussed is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to be medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare practitioner for your particular condition, especially before starting any exercise or new health program. Philippine Excellent Wellness was formed to provide a dialogue around topics that affect the wellness of our community. We're here to also highlight Philippine X individuals and organizations that are actively doing wellness work. Before we start our episode, we'd like to do a community shout out for one business that's actively doing wellness work, the Park's Finest, located in the Echo Park neighborhood of Los Angeles. The Park's Finest is a family business serving the people American cuts of barbecue with a Filipino flavor. You can eat there or contact them to cater your next business or family event. Stop by for lunch or dinner. Their address is located in their Instagram profile where you can follow them at The Park's Finest. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce Trisha Perez. Trisha Perez is a healer, guide, coach, and doula for transitions such as death, loss, money, relationships, and other major life shifts. With sound energy and other tools, Trisha co-creates a container of safety, trust, and compassion to help facilitate transitions to peace, power, prosperity, and pleasure. We would like to welcome to Philippine X and Wellness for the first time, Trisha Perez. Welcome, Trisha. Hello, Cheryl. Thank you so much. And to the beloved community listening and tuning in, thank you for your presence and energy and interest. Hi, and we're so <laughs> excited to like just have you here. I know I am personally. 
So, I am as well. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so something that we always like to start off with in our episodes is something that every Filipino asks when they first meet you. Um, where is your family from in the Philippines through your parents' lineages? And where are you currently streaming from in case that's different from where you're residing? Yes, my family on my maternal side, they are Tagalog. They are from Metro Manila. And on my um, paternal side, they're from Cagayan de Oro. And I'm streaming from uh, Los Angeles, California in the, in the west side. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, let's dive in. Uh, the title of our episode is Transitions, Death, and Rebirth. Please explain to our community the various ways you offer support with transitions. So, Trisha, what does this look like? Well, the way this transpires, you know, transitions, death, and rebirth, actual experience of death, physical death, or other types of death. Um, the way I aim to serve the community is, you know, the most important part is holding space. And holding space means it could just be listening to you for uh, if you need emotional support or a loved one, if anyone requires or needs um, help with paperwork, uh, just be a cheerleader, you know, to be in your corner. To me, that's what holding space is about. It's about to co-create together uh, this container where there's no judgment and it's full of unconditional love, you know, and in turn that makes the person, both of us, you know, when we're having um, interacting there's that element of safety and sacredness so that's what um that's what i hope to to be for someone else and uh, you mentioned uh paperwork what, what kind of paperwork's entailed in in this process so in death work, you know, the end of life services, it could be like power of attorney or helping with any forms that a family member needs help with, like at the hospital or anything related to your or your loved one's um, end of life process, if that helps answer the question. Yes. And then when I'm just curious... When, when does this start for an individual? So for most people that you are helping, when you're holding space for them, does, at what point do most people normally reach out to you for support? It varies. Uh, for a lot of people, it always happens when they find out a family member or a loved one when they find out that they have some kind of terminal condition, you know, where they're towards the end of life. So, you know, people have approached me just even just to talk about it, just to talk about death or just the process of death. That's what that means. And um, are there other cultures I'm curious, outside of the Philippines that utilize uh, death doula? I mean, outside of also the U.S.? 
Well, we we say death doula here, right? But let's look at it in the through the lens of death work, just death in general, the the arena of death. Um, you always have that one person people tend to go to to quote unquote hold space to help process or understand or honor death. So think about the different, you know, there's many, many ways people, it could be celebratory, it could be, you know, solemn. It just depends on the practice. But in terms of death doula, you know, um, there's always that one person in the village people go to for to help with the work. Now I'm curious about your origin story, Trisha, and I'd like to know, how did you first get into this work? Was there any a particular events or a series of events that prompted you into getting on this path? Yes, I can. Oh, my goodness. I can answer this so many ways, but let's talk about death itself. Um, so my first experience with death was in the family when I was six years old here in Los Angeles area. It was my maternal grandfather who was diagnosed with cancer. And I recall being the six-year-old self. <laughs> I already had an intuitive feeling about it. You know, like there's something, I had a somatic understanding already. And what I mean by that is I remember you know, the adults talking amongst themselves and telling, you know, telling the kids, us, that our grandfather was going to die. I just remember feeling sad, sad uh, the, you know, there's sadness that came up and I started to cry, you know. So that's one specific event that I can recall in terms of the most impactful death that I experienced, which also just hurled me into a complete into a complete soul crisis where you feel like you are in this state of annihilation and what i mean by that like everything about you your world just completely crumbles and that specific death experience happened in 2017 when I had my first pregnancy and I had a stillbirth, you know, um, I was six months pregnant and delivering uh, a dead child, a, uh, you know, a, a newborn. Like, so it's, it's how like it, life and death completely collided at that point. I mean, collided, blended. I mean, talk about the, you, you don't know which way is up or down like whatever you, there's no beginning nor and it's just all it was just all combined all collided um and i remember this experience and that just it just changes you forever and i went into another that's the most recent dark night of the soul experience i had which is another form of death right this emotional physical uh sorry emotional and spiritual death of yourself. Um, so 
with that, that's what really pushed me over the edge. And at that point, when you're questioning everything around you, especially your, yourself, like, what is real? What is the meaning of life? What is it all? What does it all matter? Right? right. Um, you just, you, 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 there's no other way. Uh, or what's, what's what I'm, what am I trying to say here? There's no going back. You can't see, you can't unsee what you, you know, what you just see. You can't unfeel what you're feeling and all that. It's just a whole mixed bag. It changes you forever. I mean, at that moment, right? You either follow the calling towards your destination of being your full soul self, your most authentic self, or you can stay in, you can stay in this unknowing, right? Or this, this, um, this illusion of who you think you are or what you think you're doing. So that's the, that's, that's really, really the, the origins is when I experienced that stillbirth. It's complete, yes, apologies, but I just wanted to last thing was that no, it just, yeah, it just, I, I felt I, it, I died and I was reborn. Yeah, I mean, those are both really painful experiences and very mm -hmm. traumatic. I mean, the first one being at six, even trying to understand the loss of you know, a caregiver mm -hmm. that many of us have grown up with who is a part of our family first and foremost and then is no longer there and trying to understand where they went or why you're not seeing them anymore at a young age is a pivotal moment in itself. But I also wanted to thank you for your courage and being able to talk about the vulnerability of losing um, a a child and having a stillbirth and how transformative that experience was for you too to have to go through that. Thank you for your words of love and compassion and kindness. I I truly appreciate it. Uh, and you know, telling stories is what it's all about. It's it's what it's what keeps us all connected is through this through those life experiences. And I'm always willing and open to share my stories, not to, not to, you know, it is really just to connect with others. You know, that, that, that's what's keeps us grounded into this life is that, you know, all we have is today, this moment. So let's live our lives with, as much joy and fun, even through the pain and suffering. So it, for me, you know, this topic of transitions, death and rebirth, it boils down to, you know, radiance, ra living, embodying our inner light, our radiance through the ruptures that we experience, that we absolutely get thrown into.
Yeah, I'm also curious, Trisha, and maybe I'm wondering if our listeners are also, or our viewers are also curious. I don't know if you recall your six-year-old self feeling that hurt. Do you remember then what you did to move through that sadness and that grief? And also, similarly, fast forward to 2017, what were some of the tools that you used to move through your own um, grief, grief of having a stillbirth? So what I've learned over the many years uh, is from that first experience up to the most recent. And of course, there's death experiences in between, right, that are just as traumatic and there's grief there. I think to answer your question, how I've been able to navigate through it is, is first of all, acknowledging that it's there. Even though when you're six, you have an awareness, right? And you have to be aware, like, okay, I'm sad, something. And then it depends where you are at that point in time. But what I found consistent within myself is acknowledging the grief, that's one. And two, really feeling it, you know, allowing ourselves to feel without judgment. And then after that, being around other people is so helpful. Of course, you know, we have our, we have those times when we crave to be to be in solitude, to process uh, all all those emotions. At the same time, I can't emphasize enough the importance of being with others. You know, we're we're communal beings. We're you know, it really does take a village. We're not meant to, it, you know, we're not meant to just do it like be alone. We we need to. We need help. So asking for help is what I'm saying. Yeah. And then lastly, um, it's it's not so much overcoming grief. It's a matter of how do you integrate it into who you are, right? As a part of your individuality, identity, or, or whatnot. Um, integration is key. Yeah. So how did you get from the point of experiencing these two major events and losses in your life? Or maybe you don't see them as losses. So I also want to correct my verbiage on that. How did you get from a point of experiencing these pivotal events to knowing that you also wanted to support people in this type of work? It's because of my own journey that completely motivated me to want to be of service to others because when I was going through it, especially for our Filipino community, there's such a gap there. And also as um, I, I, as I, you know, as a woman who has given who is a who has gone through childbirth a childbirth experience um there's a lot there's a lot of 
areas that do not get addressed, do not get talked about, um, where we don't, you know, we need more education. We just even to have a dialogue around it, you know, like even the subject of stillbirth, the subject of death, the subject of grief, all that, it's not talked about enough, you know, like for a lot of, like even the subject of fertility, right? Uh, it's all not talked about enough. And that's probably because of the way we were all brought up, the way we were all conditioned through what we've learned from others. And that's okay, you know, because everyone is doing the best they can with what they know and what they were taught. So as people in this wellness space, you know, it is our calling to really spread spread the information or just to like what we, you know, circling back to what we first talked about in the beginning is holding space, just learning to talk and listen about these, these matters of the heart. It's about, that's, that's what makes us, you know, that's what makes up a part of our humanity. And it's all beautiful, even, even the hardship, even the devastation there, there, there's still beauty within all that. Of course, when you're in the thick of it, it's, it's a challenge and a struggle to, to find that. So that's when it's important to look to others, even those who are willing to dedicate them themselves, you know, in, in as professional work to help you find that beauty, to find that light, to find, um, from turning that, from transmuting that, that loss into a gain. Yeah. I'm also curious, Trisha, I know for a, a lot of people, the relationship with that, their loved one is severed once that person transitions or, or dies. I know for me personally, I feel like with people that have transitioned in my life, and I like to use that word transition, just because for me, I don't really see people as um, dying. Like I see them transitioning and I still feel like I hold a connection with them, even in this in the spirit world. So in the beginning, we were talking about undas, like in the Philippines and All Souls Day and how culturally our our people pretty much still have that relationship with with the dying or those that have passed or died or transitioned by going to the cemetery and having their favorite foods and eating it with them. Do you also feel like you've incorporated um, those that have transitioned in your life um, with your, your work or or even like in the support that you provide for others? Okay, um, so would you mind uh, sure. repeating yeah. the question? So, Let me yeah, you yeah. mentioned that you lost your, your Lolo, right? And you also had a stillbirth. And I'm curious for you in particular, 
Um, do you feel that like you still maintain a connection with those that you've lost or tra that have transitioned in the work that you do? Or are they somehow still involved in your process of holding space and providing support? Absolutely. I, I do believe wholeheartedly that I am still connected to those who have transitioned to other planes. Um, you know, in that when those traumatic events occurred, I questioned that very much so. I couldn't see past the soil or the dirt of the ground. It really rocked me to my core of who I was and all my beliefs about you know, let's call it heaven or afterlife or the next plane, the next dimension, whatever, whatever word applies to you and, you know, what you feel comfortable with. But yes, I, I really do believe that I, we are all still connected. And that's based on, you know, my belief that we are all energetic beings you know, and even though we, we take a human form right now, you, you and me and those listening and those who have transitioned, you know, it's still all energy. And when you think about it, you know, for example, we're made up of what, 60 to 70% of water. And how are, how are the molecules connected or bonded? It's their energy, right? There's a whole science about it, you know, the whole quantum, those quantum principles. Um, quantum physics, yeah. Yeah, all of it, the quant all quantum principles. Right. <laughs> That's, to me, all those things, science and faith-based belief systems, it all touches on that, that we are still connected, even though we cannot see with the physical eye, or maybe some of us do. <laughs> right. Yes. I want to actually circle back. Thank you for that. I want to circle back to the definition in your bio of being a womb doula or a death doula, because I think it's common to hear a birth doula or a midwife, we actually interviewed um, a midwife, Joanna Galvez in Long Beach, who assists, um, uh, I guess, couples or individuals that are ready to give birth. But I don't think too many people actually are familiar with a womb doula or a death doula and what end of uh, life services actually look like. You mentioned in the beginning that it entails holding space, helping individuals uh, with paperwork, allowing them to talk through the process of grief and mourning. Are there any other things that you wanted to add to help us better understand what these roles entail? I think the, the easiest way or to kind of understand the role of a doula is they're, they're like a guide. They're like a coach. They're there to help you. They are a helper. They are a steward. Yeah. Of, um, of service and assistance of whatever, whatever you or your family or loved one may need. 
Is that, um, I hope that clears that up. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And actually, I have one more follow-up before we go to our break for the first half. Um, I wanted to mention, Trisha, that I also know you as um, being a dancer, like with Kaimana Nang Lahi, and being well-versed and trained in a lot of uh, our Filipino cultural dances. And I'm sure through the dances, you've picked up also traditions and customs through the stories that are taught through the dances. I know um, we were talking about death and dying in the Philippines and some of the things that are done, for example, with undas is bringing food to the cemetery, to the gravesites, to eat um, with our loved ones and our families. Um, I know also that sometimes they have caskets in the homes for families to uh, be around. There's so many different tra traditions, right, in the Philippines because there's also so many um, different regions and customs that are broken down within the thousand plus islands that make up our archipelago. Are there any specific traditional traditions that you've incorporated from the Philippines? I'm curious when you're working with clients here that they wanted to retain. Yes, you know, so with my uh, performing performance background with Kayamana Nanglahi Philippine Folk Arts here in um, Los Angeles. I have, you know, I, I thank you for asking that. I didn't realize it, but, you know, that was also a point of entry for me to, to access within myself. Like, okay, um, this is something that's a part of me, not just because of my culture or heritage, but it's just, you know, it's, it's part of my roots, right? Of, and with the different dances, I mean, mind you, it, it's it's brought on stage. It's it's a you know it's in that format. What I but I do I did notice over time I was I you know they tend to cast me in these like babaylan or shamanic roles, <laughs> and with that I have infused that into some of my modalities so for example chants uh, the, the 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 whole idea of chanting and using your voice like to call in spirits or to call it in as part of ceremony or ritual uh, to honor or rather to bring in to bring in the quality of peace for you know those going through, experience of death and it, it it's been eye-opening that way and heart opening to you know you you don't realize you're you're um you're kind of tapping into an ancient wisdom right and then you don't realize like over time it starts to become part of your dna not just literally because it's part of our culture but just you know and yeah, you just, then you just kind of second, it's, it's second nature. It becomes natural that you, you just do that. So like incorporating elements of earth, right? How we can use that as part of the ritual or the death work. Um, prayer, the concept of prayer. Now prayer and just in general, not, not, not to say it's specific to religion, but just the idea of prayer, right? Right. Uh, 
what yeah there's so there's so many there's so many um lovely elements that can be included in this work it's endless and it's kind of cool right to see how your journey builds upon each like everything that you experience even from your cultural dancing to the losses and the tragedies in your life really contributes to like become building blocks for the work that you're doing now i mean I also have experience doing like Filipino cultural dancing and and it's really powerful that they also embed the music and the chanting and the prayer it, and that's intertwined with the dance because that's how also our people have moved through milestones in their lives from birth to death and rebirth, right? And it's really, I think, even more powerful that you have that background and are, are able to integrate that into your practice, especially to serve our community. So I just wanted to say, uh, Trisha, as we end the first half, it's really been an honor to have talked to you, uh, to have the just the ability to talk to you, to our community about transitional support. When we first started our podcast on Clubhouse, we talked about grief during the pandemic. However, looking at transitions through your eyes, I think we're learning so much more in this conversation. This has been a meaningful first half of our segment. Thank you all for joining us for season two of Philippine X in Wellness. We're talking now with Trisha Perez, doula, healer, guide, and coach. Please stay tuned. Feel free to take a quick stretch, refill your water or tea. We'll be right back after this quick break. Philippine X in Wellness. You were just listening to the first part of Dreaming Awake by Lowleaf off of her 2016 album, Palm Psalms, A Light to Resolve All Darkness. 
You can help support Lowleaf by following her on Instagram at Lowleaf, all one word. And that's L-O-W. She is a multi-instrumentalist art- artist and producer based in Los Angeles. You can also find her music on Bandcamp, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music. Easier access is through her link tree located in her Instagram bio. Shout out to all, all of our Philippine ex-musicians out there laying down the tracks. Returning from our break, we've been talking with Trisha Perez about transitions, death, and rebirth. We talked about the doula services that you offer, Trisha. Um, tell us more about your soulful business coaching. What does that entail? As it relates to transitions, the soulful business coaching is also holding space for the person to transmute their relationship with money, their mindset about money in terms of abundance, wealth, prosperity. And, you know, there are transitions there because we can experience a loss. You know, it could be through getting laid off, getting fired, going through a divorce. It could be a personal divorce or a professional divorce. We're using that loosely. Um, So, you know, there's the whole gamut of it. And those services, it's about helping the person really just alchemize their mindset, you know, to to remind everyone of their birthright to abundance and prosperity and wealth. Do you ever find yourself mixing um, both? So, for example, sometimes during end of life or transitions or getting, getting close to that, there's also the talk of distribution of property. Right. And so I'm wondering if you ever find yourself merging both services. Yes, the, um, it depends on the situation and it's case by pay, a case by case. Uh, it can definitely be overlapped. You know, the the business coaching part of it. It really just is. Yeah. Coaching about the financial aspect of it, because, you know, as much as you know, money is everywhere and everyone has different perspectives on money in general. You know, it's about, and I'll just put a little teaser out here, but uh, what I introduce to a lot of people, even in the death work is um, that money is energy. So in, in that sense, you know, I can, you know, uh, blend in the different modalities. I also think that it's interesting that you work with um, people um, with their with money or with finances, because I found that in our culture, there's also a very tricky relationship with money at times. Um, I know I can say, and to be transparent and vulnerable, also on the podcast. I've seen toxic relationships with money within um, different members of my family and where the relationships become transactional. So, and I actually found out from talking to different friends or, you know, within our community that they also have similar 
transactional relationships when it comes through money. I'm curious to know, how do you use your soulful um, business coaching to also help folks in our community move through those toxic um, transactional relationships that are there? Oh, there's a lot to unpack with that question. And it, and thank you for asking that because I do work with clients within our community uh, with that same uh, experience that you shared about that, that toxicity that we, you know, um, and it takes time, you know, it's, it starts within ourselves. So with that, that, part of my services as a coach or a guide. Again, it's holding space. It's to journey together on where do our beliefs about money come from? How did it start? And how do we shift that for our highest good and for the highest good of all? When you think about it, a lot of a lot of, of people's relationships with money is quote unquote toxic, right? Or right. or negative or it's it's unfavorable or it's hor yeah so it's about the real the relationship with that um it starts from within that's one and then together we'll discover you know how to like what i said pivot that into something to expand that for yourself so it can actually manifest into something really great uh, but more specifically, um, you know, I did say money is energy. So it's about realigning the energy of money and, you know, what, like finding out together, what is the root cause of that specific energy that, that you're feeling or experiencing? Yeah, I mean, some of that is a really deep work to tackle, Trisha, and, and especially within our community where I feel like a lot of that transactional relationship and toxicity that is, revolves around money and wealth distribution also came through colonialism and the setup of hacienda systems in the Philippines when and with many indigenous people actually globally when colonizers went into our countries, took the land from us, and then distributed amongst themselves, placing this hierarchy. You could see it in Mexico. You could see it in, in its own version in India. And, you know, and similarly, it, it's, it's really affected our culture, which has roots in both India and Mexico, you know, with the connection of the colonizers you know both England and Spain so I think that's really a lot of deep generational work to really uh, like walk people through especially I mean there's there's that one um, connection to land and property that's really difficult because of that intergenerational trauma and there's also the flip side of it right of having family members that are addicted to gambling and can really lose all their wealth and property, which I also have in my family. So I think that's really um, big work that you're doing there. I also wanted to know, like, Trisha, 
how would someone differentiate between your soulful business coaching and seeing maybe like a financial advisor? Again, um, with the business, the, with the money coaching, it is about your relationship with money, finances, the entire topic altogether. And I, as part of my work, I do sometimes recommend my clients to go seek out like a financial advisor or fin a financial planner, because that's a specific area of expertise and knowledge that, you know, that person may offer on, you know, how to help organize and invest your assets and whatnot, you know, um, we touch upon a little bit, but it, there's more a focus on mindset, relationship, and about money. Right. <clears throat> and I wanted to correct myself earlier, too, when I was saying historically Hacienda, I think I was re referring more to the encomienda systems that were established by <clears throat> the Spanish. And I wanted to also circle back to what we were just talking about. So because you also do um, soulful business coaching and your uh, woman death uh, doula work, do you have partners that you bring into your practice to bring a more holistic experience to the people that you're working with and supporting? When you mean partners, are you talking about people yeah. who are like, 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 for example, like, yeah, like a financial advisor, or let's just say there you're finding that an individual might need support in a particular area. Do you like refer them to a network within your work? I know you have the website Talaya Guides, right? Or Talaya Guides. Do you so within that, is there a network that you um, work with that you've established? Yes. yes, of course, because we are meant to. Be in, we are meant to exist in collaboration and co-creation and cooperation. So yes, I am so always so happy to refer um, someone to someone else, you know, for their level of expertise, you know, if, you know, as we do as Filipinos, you know, like we'll go to our immediate uh, network, like what you said, like, I might know somebody and this and that, but, but what, we need to do as as wellness workers right is that we just we gotta just ask we gotta just have the conversation you know like i want to be able to i am like with pleasure i want to be able to refer you or who whoever um i'm all about that uh of course you know like sometimes things are out of alignment but that's okay i'm i'm always so happy to refer someone to someone else because you know if we're talking about abundance and prosperity and saying money is energy i mean you got to circulate that recirculate that recycle that you got to reciprocate that so the more the more we give and share and be stewards of of change to deprogram to de to you know to to change the social conditions that we've within the paradigm of patriarchy it's it's up to us now to change that to completely shift that and it's accessing our you know 
the ancient wisdom that's running through our veins. And it relates to death. It relates to money. It relates to relationships. So relationships, not just with each other, but with situations or with emotions or like what, what we're talking about here with money or finances. Yeah. I am more than happy to refer. Yes. So yes. <laughs> and then similarly, Trisha, for members of our community that are looking to book sessions with you in particular, how would they do so? Uh, just access my website. I have a calendaring tool there. It's a, a you know to request a date and time, and then I work with you directly to to finally make those arrangements. Um, I'm also available through email, uh, phone call, even through social media. I will answer. I will take the direct messages. All right. And then we talked when we were planning for this episode about your offerings that they'll, they'll fully launch in 2023, correct? Yes. Okay. So be patient, everyone. 2023 <laughs> is the year. And um, if if you're booked with clients, if you end up uh, being booked, um, and we found that we also have listeners in that are, listen in from other regions, either globally or uh, nationwide, are there other practitioners that are doing similar work to maybe what you're doing that you'd like to shout out or recommend? What I what's amazing is that um, there the community is huge, right? And what I find so beautiful and I'm grateful for is that even if I refer you to someone else, you're going to get a different type of medicine. So it's like you're expanding your uh, the facilitation of your self-healing. Um, to answer your question, not necessarily, but they can do what they do in the way they do it. Um, but yeah, it's there's always there's always work to be done. So <laughs> Definitely, there's a lot of great people out there doing such important work for each other. Right. Before we close, we always like to ask our guests, what are your own wellness practices? I know you hold space for a lot of individuals in your life through your work. So what do you do um, to release? Um, and also, what do you do for self-care that might be inspirational for our other individuals that are listening? Oh, it's, it's, um, it's a plethora of different kinds of practices uh, there's dancing singing hanging out with friends there's also a solo time that could be just taking a salt bath you know or a cold shower maybe going to get and you know going working out movement um, that's one meditation breath work it's endless. Um, you know, sometimes I'll use mobile apps that are free, you know, like uh, to help me. Uh, there's also seeking out other healers, you know, heal like healers, guides, coaches, they need to go to someone too. So I also have my tribe of people I go to for coaching, for 
for those wellness and self-care practices. And most importantly, also sleep, trying to get more sleep, quality sleep. Um, I've also tried hypnotherapy. There's that. There's um, there's also a, a trying to eat right. Nutrition is self-care and a wellness practice. Without judgment, of course, there's still a way to enjoy. For sure, right? How can our listeners find you if they have additional questions, Trisha? Yes, yeah, so you can hit me up on on Instagram at p a c i a a n n e. That's my personal one, or my uh, at Talaya Guides. You can also go to my website talayaguides.com and email me through there. There's also my contact information. Great. I think we were at the closing. Uh, thank you, Trisha, for talking to our community about transitions, death, and rebirth. We're so honored to have featured you on our podcast right after Undas or All Souls Day. We're excited to witness how your journey continues to unfold and are here to support you as your Philippine Exxon Wellness family. Yes, thank you, Cheryl. And thank you, community of wonderful humans out there. I am truly grateful. I'm honored and I'm so humbled to have been invited to speak and be a part of this space and to potentially be of service. So thank you so much. My heart is so full. And we're excited for 2023 and what that releases or, or how that unfolds for you. So we can't wait to witness that journey, Tricia. Thank you. And to our listeners, look out for our next episode, Philippine X Identity and Children's Books. We will be featuring right in time for the holidays, children's books authors Monica Tui and Paula Diocampo. This episode will be aired on Wellness Wednesdays, December 14. Community questions will be posted early for this episode, so look at, out for them in our Instagram stories. As we close, we'd like to say thank you to our guest speaker, again, Trisha Perez, our social media strategist, Kathleen Torrio, our designer, Richie, Loli for consent to use your track that you heard during our break. Our advisors, Alison De La Cruz, Rianda Los Reyes, and Safo Teologo. Our community partners, This Filipino American Life, SoCal Filipinos, and Trek Table. And all of our community members for your shares and support. As always, we'll share more about our guest speakers' offerings in our Instagram stories and highlights for permanent access with any of their upcoming events. Be sure to follow us at Philippine X and Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and on Twitter at Philippine X, the letter N, well, followed by the letters N and S. Don't forget to continue to hit the subscribe button on our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel. Thank you always for believing in us. Be well, everyone. Continue to take care of yourselves and each other. Duro gid nga salamat.